Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of On Air with Air On. Last week's episode was the first of this new season, season four, and it was also the first episode that I was doing my new series uh, called Terrible Anime Reviews. The name's still uh, still under construction. I haven't come up with a, with a good enough name or a, a, a punny, fun little uh, joke-ish name to go along with it, so... It's it's just sort of the name we're going with right now, but it is subject to change until I come up with something a little bit better. Uh, but we reviewed the lowest-rated anime series of all time last week with X-Arm. And this week we are going to be doing the same. We are going to be doing another review of the second lowest anime series on MyAnimeList.com. Just as a little bit of a refresher, this isn't me looking at series that are popular and me saying, oh yeah, these are bad, here's why. Um, this is me just taking a look at the lowest rated ones on the rating list of MyAnimeList.com and watching them, torturing myself, and then discussing them here on the podcast. There are a bunch of different quote-unquote anime on there that are OVAs, movies, and the like. I'm not reviewing those ones yet because technically the lowest reviewed anything on my anime list is something called like Skelter plus Heaven or it's like a 1.85 out of 10. So it's terrible. I might go and review that at some point just because it is the lowest of the low on the site. Um, But as of right now, we're only doing this series. So the one that I am going to be talking about today is an anime called Lady Spo. Yeah, with a name like that, you can only wonder what the heck it's about. Um, so it's an abbreviation, or no, 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 not really an abbreviation, but more of a a combination of lady and sports, just into one word, and cut off the RTS for some reason. Uh, and this anime has a three point two nine rating on Mal. I'll just refer to my anime list as Mal uh, throughout the rest of this podcast. Maybe sometimes I'll call it my anime list just as a refresher. It has a 3.29, so it's a little bit higher up than X-Arm. X-Arm was, I think, a 2.96, so it's a little bit better. At least the score would make you believe so. And I was initially going to possibly wait to watch this one and review it next week and do something different for this week's episode, but when I looked it up, each episode is only four minutes long, which a standard anime is about 24 minutes with a minute and a half opening, some recap and a minute and a half ending. So it usually rounds out to be about, you know, 17 to 21 minutes per episode, but not this one. This anime, each episode was four minutes exactly, but there was a minute long ending. So technically every episode was roughly three minutes long, which made this super easy to watch because there was only 12 episodes. Um, so I actually watched all of it this time around. Uh, it was, it was a chore, believe me, to watch all of this. I even put it into 1.5 times speed just to get through it. I finished it all under an hour. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I got the, I got the full experience right then and there. Um, unfortunately I had to go to a, uh, I think I had to go to gogoanime.com because it wasn't on any other streaming platforms, rightfully so, because it's terrible. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's kind of what we got going for this episode today. So without further ado, let us dive further into Lady Spo. Gosh, this, uh, this anime just makes me laugh. Not, not in a good way. Like, like not, not in a genuinely good way. 
Um, anywho, let's let's just get it right into it. Um, so as I said, each episode is roughly around three minutes with actual content. Um, I watched it in one point five times speed, so it was even less. So like I don't know, two minutes or whatever the math is. Um, so it's dubbed a science fiction comedy. But uh, it's it's just not funny, <laughs> and their humor is just it's 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 toilet humor, quite quite literally toilet humor. Um, one of the reasons I'm recording this at my house right now, um, through my own microphone, and I'll be uploading this version to my podcast. Reason being is because I'm gonna talk about the show on the radio tomorrow. But there's a lot of things that I can't technically say on the radio that happen in this show, so I'm doing this as sort of a, a an explicit version, if you will. But there's just a lot of weird jokes in this anime uh, that I'll talk about in in a minute. Some some sexual, some just kind of gross. Uh, and yeah, but before we get into that, let's give like a little brief synopsis of this show. So it follows these three girls. Their names are Arigeti, Corpy, and Sabina. They are a part of this group called Team Hearts, and they're a part of this like athlete bounty hunter group thing that go across the galaxy competing in various sports uh, that have very different rules and base activities and that's their whole thing is they go around they compete in these sports they win and just do that i guess there's not really much more elaborated about it um so let's go right into the first episode so we can really uh tear apart the meat and bones of this show so first episode, they open up, and uh, they all have to use the bathroom really badly. I guess that that's just a joke that they use throughout the show. They open it up, and we have Arigeti, who's the main character. She's kind of a she's kind of a, a taller, more muscular woman, um, wearing pretty revealing clothing. That's also another shtick they use. Uh, and she is pooping, I believe. I'm, I'm not kidding. She's just sitting straight up on the toilet. Um, and then we have Sabina, who is sitting on the toilet as well. And she's sort of leaning all the way down, holding her stomach. Because her whole, her whole character, the first, I think, four episodes or something, is that her stomach hurts really bad. Okay? She has period cramps, sort of. Uh, but I think there's also some weird toilet fetish thing going on there. Uh, very weird. And then Corpy is the last member of Team Hearts, and um, she feels like she's gonna wet herself. That that's exactly how they phrase that. It's not like oh I have to pee. It's I think I'm gonna wet myself. So I think there's some fetish going on in this. To be completely honest, I think there's like some some toilet bathroom excrement fetish weird thing. I don't know if it's supposed to be played off as humor. It sometimes is, but then. In a lot of the context, they're not telling a joke while they're on the toilet. They're just there for, like, a scene setting. Very, very weird. So, definitely, if you feel like checking this out, do, do not watch it on, on the big TV because your parents are probably going to kick you out of the house. Um, so, as I said, all of these characters are professional athletes slash bounty hunter. I don't get where the whole bounty hunter thing comes in because maybe it's just, like, a mistranslation, but they don't hunt bounties at all. At least not the main characters. They they just play sports. It's it's a very weird thing calling them bounty hunters. Um, but they're going against another team in this game called Galactic Kabaddi. I have no idea what Kabaddi is. Maybe it's like a Japanese game. 
uh, or maybe it's just made up for this universe. Um, but that's the name of the sport that they play. And I, I, I kind of was breezing over when they explained the rules. It's very weird. It's like 3v3, and you have to, I think, tag the other person, but you're set in different lines, sort of like how you are for, uh, you know, volleyball or badminton, you know, basic sports like that. And you have to, like, tag the person, I guess. Okay. Uh, and quickly we learned that this is really not an anime, per se. You know, because most anime, oh, adapted from a manga or a light novel, has some animation, some characters talking. This is a glorified slideshow. I'm, I'm not kidding. I've seen so many people review it as such, and that's exactly what it is. There's no animation, which you would think for, for a story like this, where, hey, we're athletes, we're going to go compete in galactic events, there's going to be some pretty cool animations. No, there's not. There's just like a slideshow. It's just a picture. It's just a frame that they just either like zoom in out on or they pan up, pan down. Uh, and then they have a little sort of icon, I guess you could call it. They have a little icon for each character who's talking. And that's the only part that's animated. It'll just like have sort of a profile shot of their head and their lips are flapping or their eyes are blinking or something. And that that's all the animation. Uh, so it's certainly breaks a lot of the immersion when you're watching it thinking, oh, well, I'm going to watch like a sports anime and there's just no animation. So you don't really get to see the moves. It honestly looks like a rushed indie dating sim, the way that the animation goes. Cause you know how it's kind of like, they have like a picture of the person on there and they're sitting at the table and they, they just have the icon at the bottom with the dialogue that just says, oh, Hey, it's nice to meet you. That's what it looks like, but it's the entire show. Um, so the main characters, at least when they introduce them, are very one-dimensional. Like, Aragetti sort of forgets her pants or her underwear, which is okay. Corpy feels like she has to pee. And then Sabina has the stomach problems caused by her, her, her time of the month. That's how they describe it. Um, so, yeah, first episode, not, not very good impressions. It has, uh, has very terrible animation, lack of animation, actually. Uh, the voice acting, it, it, it's in sub, because there's no way in hell this was going to get a dub. Uh, it's in sub, and it's just not that good. There's some times where something quote-unquote dramatic is happening, and it's just cheesy, and, does, and it doesn't work, the fact that it's a slideshow, so it just doesn't look good. Uh, yeah, so, so, so big hopes from the first episode. Let's, let's talk about the second one. Uh, so the immersion really gets destroyed. I love how I'm talking about this, like, oh, the immersion, like it's supposed to be anything good, but they're talking about these sports and these different maneuvers that the characters are doing and they're not moving at all. Like the characters are just standing there. There's a still frame and it, it lasts for like eight seconds, which considering that each episode is only about three minutes, it's a lot of time. You know, each frame sits there and lasts. Um, there are sound effects which do kind of help, but not not that well. Uh, one of my favorite moments for this episode is Aragetti is playing the Kabaddi game, which I don't even think I mentioned this in the first one. It, when they play Kabaddi, I, again, I don't know if this is a Japanese thing. I don't know if this is like a game that exists in Japan, but they yell Kabaddi like a thousand times per, <laughs> per episode. Seriously, it's not even just say, hey, let's play Kabaddi. It's just like, Kabaddi, 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 Kabaddi. And they say it like five times 
whenever they say it, it's so annoying to deal with because I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is. It's just they, they just say it and nothing's happening on the screen. So Aragetti's like, how about this? Take this. And nothing happens on screen. It's just like a still frame. It's just it's so it feels it feels cheap. It doesn't feel like it's it's the, it's the point of it, because uh, I've talked about this a couple times. You know, when you adapt a manga or a light novel, of course, when you're reading it in that form, it's kind of like oh, take this and nothing's happening because it's 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 pictures. It's still pictures, so of course nothing can happen. But that's what happens when you animate it or you you film it is you can have that impact of, oh, take this, and then you have a really good shot of someone moving. But there's none of that in this, so it's like, why was this even animated? Like, why, why wasn't why weren't the screens just uploaded and just, just have people read it? Anyway, so the second episode, obviously not much happens. Each episode, super short, so nothing usually happens. Um, the third episode is the, uh, is the backstory of Arigeti and Marie. Or Mari, however they they pronounce it like Mari in in the anime, but um, we'll just call her Marie for for simplicity's sake. Arigeti and Marie have this sort of backstory in the third episode. Uh, Marie being the captain of the other team that they are playing, uh, and they used to be friends, but sort of turned to rivals. So you know, okay, sort of sort of story example. Um, and Aragetti was like the poster child of being the best at literally everything that she did, and that irritated Marie. So hey, cool, cool, we got got some cool character dynamics. Uh, so Marie uh, was irritated by it, so she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna beat Aragetti." So they have this thing. <laughs> Marie and Aragetti are at a 99-99 like score. It's it's basically like whoever wins this, whoever wins this event will have reached their 100th win against the other one. So it's like, you know, whoever wins this is going to take that 100 win and, and they're going to they're going to have the bragging rights or whatnot. So it's a very very monumental game. It's very important. But the backstory, I mean, it's it, it's typical. If it was like a typical anime or typical anything really, then okay, it'd be kind of cool cuz it's like, "Hey, you know, you were always better than me, so I wanted to be better than you and 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 blah blah." But it just it felt weird because it was so rushed. It was like 30 seconds or something. <laughs> it, was, it was odd. Um, but the weirdest part doesn't come from the backstory. It comes from what happens after the backstory. Because it's very typical in, in, uh, in you know, especially Shonen, where whenever they have a backstory, whether it's like their experience with the, with the villain or the other character or whether it's their own experiences, uh, a character usually powers up. You know, like, oh, sad backstory, they unlock a really new power, or a really good new power. That typically happens. And that happens in this anime. But it feels so out of place, because nothing has been established about powers yet. So, after the backstory, Arigeti just gains fire powers? Which, I mean, okay, if you're gonna take something like Demon Slayer, the animations aren't there in Demon Slayer at all. Like, at least that's what's been talked about for the anime. Like when Tanjiro does his like water breathing and like they they so they show the like the dragon and the slash. That's not actually there in person. Like the slash isn't there. You know the water isn't present, but it's just sort of there for an effect of like what's going on with like the movement of the blade. It's an artistic thing and it looks really good. Uh, but in this, like she's legit. 
emitting fire. We don't really know what exactly because we just see sort of fire in her background. There's no animation. She just like starts emitting fire for some reason, which is like, uh, okay. And everyone's saying, wow, it's hot or wow, she's burning her clothes. So it's clearly not not like an animation choice where it's just like symbolically she's blazing up or anything. She's legitimately on fire, Uh, which is that's weird enough. And then Marie, after that, she gains ice powers just out of nowhere. She just starts, like, emitting snowflakes and something. So, okay, I guess there's, like, superpowers where you can just emit element. That's a thing, I suppose. Why isn't that a bigger focus? I don't know. Uh, But it gets just just completely out of nowhere. Um, And... At the end of it, Aragetti's team wins because her firepower just, like, overpowers the ice power and the rest of the teammates, so Aragetti's team wins. But somehow, all throughout that, Corpy is the only one of the team who got out, and Marie went and tagged her. This becomes very important later because it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, But in this scene specifically, why didn't Sabina get out? Because Sabina was still there. And Aragetti and Sabina were the last ones of the team that were still standing, so they won 2-1. to one. But Corpy got out. But Sabina the entire time was sitting on the ground in the floor because her stomach was hurting. She didn't move once. And somehow, a game where you, like, touch the opponent to get them out, Sabina was still standing. Or sitting, rather. What? What? How does that even make sense? You always go for the easy man on the ground or the easy woman on the ground. Like, what are you doing? Especially if you're trying to win over your uh, over your your old childhood rival. Like, go for the easy kill. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? But she goes for Corpy, who I guess just lost for some reason. Okay, whatever. But Aragetti's team wins, and Marie's just like, oh my gosh, how dare you? Like, you're just so much better than me. And then we transition to the fourth episode, where... Team Marie and Team Hearts uh, are having a party to celebrate the victory? Okay? I mean, I would understand that Team Hearts having a victory celebration, but why why is Team Marie there? Okay, whatever. The the other two goons that are on Team Marie that have no significance to the story are there. Uh, Okay. Um, And then they elaborate that Sabina has powers too. Because everyone has powers, I guess. She has, like, Hatsune Miku powers. (laughs) Like, she just starts singing. And they don't really elaborate on what her powers are exactly. It's just, oh, yeah, I sing and people become strong. Which becomes a very important plot point in, I think it's the next episode? Or the the second episode? Or, no, I think it's, like, three episodes later. Uh, But we'll get to it. It makes no sense. But she can, like, sing and power people up. So, okay, kind of a cool buff power, but whatever. Um... Yeah, it, it was weird. Uh, so, <clears throat> not to mention that that doesn't even come into play during the game, even though she was just sitting down on the ground, like, okay, I guess, whatever. Uh, I guess I'm looking into this <laughs> way too much. So, the fifth episode happens, because um, uh, Marie and Corpy had sort of a fight. Not a physical fight, just sort of like a confrontation of words, if you will, during the party. Because um, Marie beat Corpy, and Corpy's mad. Uh so it was, it was it was really irritating her. So she confronts her, and they're like, oh, you're not better than me. Let's have a contest. Let's have a competition to see who's truly better. All right, cool, whatever. So in the fifth episode, they have a... They set up like there's this three-round sort of competition they're going to have. The first round is figure skating. 
okay, cool, whatever. Uh, and supposedly, uh, Corpy is this, like, god-tier figure skater. She's perfect, she's elegant, she's graceful, all this good stuff. And she gets a score of, like, I don't remember what it was, it was like 310 or something, which, you know, is pretty high for the scoring in that world, I guess. She gets 310. Marie is not a figure skater at all. She just, like, doesn't do it. And she stumbles a bunch. She doesn't She doesn't do very well. But I guess her power is never giving up. That's also another thing they decide to elaborate, is that she just, her power is never giving up. Just like, okay, fine, cool. Um, and she gets a score of, like, 277. Which, I mean, I, I, I'm not the biggest figure skater novice or anything, but... I mean, 310 and 277 is not that big of a difference for someone who's supposedly a pro figure skater and someone who has never figure skated in their life. That's a that's a pretty small margin, if you ask me. Unless the baseline of score is 250, like that's the lowest you can get, then okay. But I mean, o only like a 33-point difference, that's not that much. Uh, so that's weird. That's a thing that just kind of doesn't make sense. Um... So then, you know, Corpy wins that round. So it's it's one to nothing, Corpy. Cool. Yay. Main characters are winning. And in the sixth episode, we have the second round. And it's a tennis match. Okay, they're athletes. They play tennis. Cool. But we sort of have, like, a difference. Or sort of, like, a reverse of what happened last time. Where Marie was a tennis champion. So she knows her stuff. And Corpy didn't play tennis at all. <laughs> She's just some schmo who just doesn't play tennis. And yet, during the game, she was able to hold her own. Marie ended up winning, of course. Thank God. That would have been even stupider if she lost. Uh, but Corpy just kept rallying as opposed to trying to win so she could get practice in during the game. What? So, okay, like, she could get practice in. All right, fine, that makes sense if you want to sort of toy with your enemy or learn their playstyle. But that would make more sense if if Corpy had any experience playing tennis. How could she keep up with a tennis champion who wanted to win? Like, I could understand, it. oh, if, if Marie didn't really want to win, but she clearly did because she had a, a score to settle. And she somehow either went easy on her or Corpy truly was able to hold up. Which makes no sense why Corpy was the one who was intentionally making the game go on longer than it should have. That's something that the experienced person should be doing. Uh, so anyway, Marie wins. It's uh, it's one to one. So now we come to the ultimatum. Whoever wins round three is going to take home all of the marbles. This is the faded match. One to one. The first round was figure skating. The second round was a tennis match. So you'd expect, who knows, maybe a home run competition, maybe a three-point basketball game. Who knows? Uh-uh. Episode 7, the last round of the three-fight series, is a mech battle using old wartime mech suits. I'm not kidding. I don't know what progression they decided to go with elegance and figure skating and and strategy and force and tennis to literally climbing into into mechs and fighting in space. Okay, whatever. You know, whatever. I'll suspend my disbelief for this one time. Uh 
I guess this is really the only episode in the series that makes you remember that this is a sci-fi series, because as I had said, this is a sci-fi comedy, but there's like no sci-fi in this at all. It's just sort of, oh, you have a magic power, and it's literally called magic, with you know your fire and your ice abilities and your Hatsune Miku powers, like that, that, that's what it is. It's just magic. It's not sci-fi, it's just magic. But then they just say, oh yeah, I forgot, we're a sci-fi series, so mech suits in space. Alright, so whatever. Uh, again, no animation, so when they fight, it's just like a still frame of one of the robot's arms extended and then laser sound effects going on in the background. Um, so, alright, whatever. And there's just narration going on as to as to what's, good, what's happening on the screen. So, yay, cool, exposition, as opposed to just letting things play out. Fun. Uh, so, Corpy's losing, of course, because Marie is just stronger, I suppose, has more experience with mechs. <laughs> Uh, so, in order to counteract that, the stupidest thing in the entire series happens. So, Sabina starts singing her song, you know, and, and the song's pulsating through, yet Marie gets powered up? Like, I don't know if this is something that I missed, or maybe it's adapted poorly or whatnot, but they, they explain that, um... Sabina's power is, oh, she sings and people get stronger or whatnot. It's like, hey, cool. But then she starts singing and then Marie gets stronger? They don't say anything about Corpy getting stronger. Because, like, if both of them were getting strong, then, okay, cool. Then we have, like, a more powered fight. But why was Marie even getting powered in the first place if Sabina wanted... If Sabine wanted Corpy to to, 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 to win? Like, it's just... I'm trying to make sense of this. I'm just trying, I'm trying to make sense of this terrible anime and it's just not working out. Anyway, so Marie just, she says, I'm, I'm feeling this warm feeling. It's, it's amazing. I feel so strong. <laughs> so, so she just straight up like, there's like this mech sword that it has. She's like, pulls it out and she's like, I will win because my power is never giving up. And she just charges Corby's mech and stabs it. And then it blows up. <laughs> Corby's mech just straight up explodes. And then it's like, oh, shoot, okay. And then the episode ends. And then they open up the next episode. And they save Marie. They, she's, like, brought back in a stretcher. And they're just like, oh, where's Corpy? And she's like, she didn't make it. So, like, Corpy straight up dies. <laughs> it's, like, out of nowhere. Like, she's just she just dies. That's what they explain in the series at that point, is that Corpy just dies. Uh, and then we get to a cut later on in the episode, which I say later on. It's, like, 45 seconds later. Um, where Corpy is just floating in space and she's still conscious and she gets saved by God? <laughs> I guess? They don't really explain who he is. They call him, like, him and he with a capital H, you know, much like how they do uh, for, for religion when referring to God. So they just call him him. So I'm assuming that it's actually God. Uh, and then that's kind of all we see about that. Uh, and Marie feels terrible about killing, quote-unquote, killing Corpy. So she joins Arigetti's team and dedicates her life to helping them win. Uh, and I guess the other two goobers from Marie's team join in as well, like the, 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 the nameless side characters. They all join in with the promise to fulfill Corpy's dream of being the best in the galaxy, which was never once explained at all like Corpy never even had a throwaway line of like oh we're gonna be the best in the galaxy because that's my dream that's what we're gonna do 
it's just sort of a thing that they threw in. So now Team Team uh, Hearts is now comprised of five people, Marie included. So like, hey, cool, you got you got a strong member that has ice abilities and fire abilities and singing abilities. So hey, cool, awesome. We got so we got so we got a we got a good little group going on right here. Um. Okay, so we're we're almost finished. We got four more episodes to cover. Uh, <laughs> ninth episode, fun. So now they're playing galactic basketball against some random team from Earth. So cool. They don't really matter at all. Uh, but during the fight, like Sabina's, I think predicting the team's moves or something, which they sort of say, "Oh, hey, uh, that's a thing called zero zone. It gives you the power of pre uh, precognition, and like you could see into the future." That's just a thing that exists. It they, they, it has no significance at that point up into the story. Like, you know, it could have been used during literally any portion of the story before, you know, to help Corpy not die. To help Corpy not lose in the first game of Kabaddi. To help literally any other character. And then Sabina's using it because now her stomach doesn't hurt. Okay, cool. Um... All right, whatever. So then uh, Team Hearts evidently beats the basketball team because they're terrible. Um, and they beat the team, and they're from Earth. And they say, wow, you guys are really strong. That reminds me a lot of the strongest person on Earth. And then they show a flash, and they see a video, and it's Corpy. <laughs> There's no timeline for the show, like, whatsoever. Like, they don't say, oh, wow, six months later, we go and we fight uh, this basketball team. They just kind of say, hey, we go fight this basketball team. So, like, at this point, that was the episode after Corpy dies, quote-unquote. Uh, and so, apparently, Corpy was taken by God, literally by God, to Earth. Uh, he basically granted her powers. They get they give her a backstory in episode 10, which is her just saying that she was perfect at everything, except, you know, when we first saw her in episodes one through four, I suppose. She's perfect at everything, and she was amazing, and, you know, she couldn't lose. Um, except she literally lost in episode the two, I guess. Whatever, so I suppose she's really not that perfect. And it shows when she met Aragetti and, uh, and Sabina, and she's just like, wow, I'm perfect, yet they still beat me. That's insane. So she joins them. Uh, but yeah, so Corpy's just the strongest one on earth because God gave her powers because she said she wanted to be the best, which is like, okay, cool. That's now her personality, which was never explained before, but whatever. Um, so in the 11th episode, uh, they had made contact with, uh, with team hearts in the previous episode at the end. Uh, but now they, they, they face off in a match cause Corpy's just like, screw you guys. I want to be the strongest in the galaxy now. All right, whatever. Um, so they're fighting in this game. I don't even remember what the game is. It's it's really insignificant. It's like soccer, I think. Uh, but no, it, it's 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 futsal. That's what it is. Because remember, I was thinking, oh wait, foosball. But no, it, it, it's futsal. Like, all right, cool, whatever. Uh, and in the three the three people we have, you know, Marie, Arigetti, and Sabina on the field uh, versus Corpy and her two goons that God literally gave her to be able to win any match. Uh. But before before the match, I forgot to bring this up. Another stupid part is Corpy's able to communicate telepathically with Sabina. I, okay, because that exists. 
Uh, but they they it, they explain that it's oh it's the zero zone power that we just introduced into the story two episodes ago for some reason. Um, and she's able to communicate telepathically while they're both on the toilet. Again, like I said, I feel it's some fetish thing because it's not used as a gag at all. It's not like a, oh, wow, while I'm pooping, it's just like, oh, hey, I'm on the toilet for some reason, and now I'm communicating with you. It's so weird and so out of place, and they make so many poop jokes with Arietti throughout the joke. I, I wish I was kidding. They just make so many weird, literal toilet humor jokes that feel incredibly out of place, especially for a sort of lewd anime like this is, but I'll, I'll explain that later. Um, so they communicate on the toilet about how, like, oh, you guys are never going to win. You're bad. You're terrible. Um, so they, they go up and they fight, uh, and yeah, that's, that's, that, that's sort of the 11th episode. Uh, we don't really explain why the God gave her the powers. He just kind of saved her and then said like, yeah, I'll give you all these powers if you so please for whatever reason, because I guess I'm just nice or whatever. The God doesn't speak at all. Uh, and why did he supply her with a team? Why did he care about her winning? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, don't think too much about it is basically what they're telling us. Uh, so 12th episode, the last episode of the entire series. <sighs> Let's dive right into it. Cliffhanger edge of my seat right now. So they're fighting in the, in the match, the, the futsal game. And the, the episode is three minutes as well. Like it's, it's not a little bit longer to try to fit things in. No, it's three episodes as well or three minutes as well. So they're fighting Marie and Arigetti just get mopped. Like they're they're just on the ground. They they don't they don't anything. They're they're just they they've been knocked out. So it's one v it's one v three, and Corpy's just like, ha, oh, you'll never beat us because we're really strong and you know we're gonna win because we're gonna be the best in the galaxy. So Sabina looks like she will absolutely lose because it was never really explained that she's strong on her own. Um, but then there's sort of like team leader who I didn't mention because they're not significant at all. Uh, Moko Moko, who's this little like furball sort of thing. I don't even know what Moko Moko is. Uh, but they, they, they do an illegal move. They literally say it is, this is an illegal technique. Um, but Moko Moko and Sabina just straight up transform. They, they fuse together to create this sort of like God being, I don't even get it. Uh, and it boosts Sabina's power exponentially. Like, as I had said, Sabina was never explained to be like a physical fighter or anything of that sort. Uh, and then she just straight up takes out Corpy's two goon teammates with one kick. J just, okay, just out of nowhere, she just takes them out because they're insignificant. Uh, and Corpy's just, how can you do this? You're so strong. How, how can this even be possible? Uh, and then Sabina takes out Corpy. Yay! Corpy's about to fight back, but then God shows up. Literally, God shows up, and you think, oh, maybe he's gonna take out Sabina. No, God just takes Corpy and the two goons and just leaves. So there's no one left on the field, so Team Hearts wins. Which it didn't really have much significance, because the only reason they fought was because Corpy wanted to sort of settle the score and be the best in the galaxy, so now Corpy's just gone. And so are the teammates. God just took them. So, okay, yay, cool. Team Hearts is the winner. Yay, we're supposed to be happy. Uh, so the ending gets kind of weird because Moko, Moko Moko and Sabina's transformation leads to them sort of becoming transparent IRL too. Not, not like, you know, just watching it like, wow, why are they getting more opaque? Why are they becoming more transparent as like an artistic thing? No, they literally are. Uh, 
and they're almost disappearing, which they sort of play off as, hey, that's something that we'll fix later, let's celebrate. They're, they're physically disappearing. And they're just gonna not talk about that. Moko Moko doesn't defuse with Sabina. Sabina's just like a god being now that's super strong. Huh? And then the episode ends. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. That is where the episode ends. There was no direction at all in the series. Like, like whatsoever. It was, it was sort of just like, hey, go fight, do this. Uh, hey, I'm mad that you beat me. Now I'm dead. But then God takes me in and I'm going to be the best in the galaxy. Oh, I lost. That's a series. There's just nothing more to it. It's so bad. I was watching this and, of course, as I said, the, the name Lady Spo is just a sort of combination of lady and sports. So it does exactly that. It's ladies playing sports. So, hey, yay, congratulations. You named the series correctly. But it's not really science fiction. It is in the sake of like, oh, it takes place in the future and we say the word galaxy like five times. But it's just not really sci-fi. None of the powers or the sports or really anything except for the galactic like space battle was sci-fi at all. It was just sort of, hey, there's a random magic power system that doesn't get elaborated on that could take place in any other universe. Like any of their powers could have been used in like Black Clover could have been used in My Hero Academia, could have been used in anything else, and neither of those are sci-fi. I mean, you can make an argument that some things are sci-fi in, in My Hero Academia with, like, the technological stuff, but even at that, it's not. Like, especially not Black Clover. So it's like, their powers are not inherently sci-fi. None of them are. Uh, the god existing, that's not sci-fi. The only thing that is, is the mech suits. Like, if you take out the mech suits... It's not really sci-fi. They kind of take place on a ship a lot of the times, like a ship out in space, but that's not even a big plot point. That's It's just, it's not really even a thing that's discussed. It's so weird. It's just, it's odd. And the story itself, because at least when I watched X-Arm, I said, you know, the anime was terrible, the animation was bad, it looked terrible, blah, blah, all this. But at least the story seemed that it was kind of coherent. You know, it's like, hey, there are these X-Arms. There are these bad people. Let's go take them out. But I'm an X-Arm, so we're going to have to see where I fall into this category. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. There's some somewhat tension, I guess. But with this one, it's so bad. It is so, so bad. I've seen the argument in some of the reviews, because this one isn't nearly as reviewed or as popular, quote-unquote, as X-Arm. So one of the things that I've seen a lot of people say is that if you go into this expecting an anime, then you're going to be disappointed because there's no animation. There's not, there are some anime tropes, but there's not really anything else that makes it anime, which, okay, I understand that. Like if you're going to go into an indie game expecting like Call of Duty, you're going to be disappointed because they're not the same thing. I get that. I get the argument. However, if I'm going into an indie game, I'm going to expect the things that they have put forward, whether it be story, uh, animation, characters, or anything, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate on those and make sure those are okay. And they're not in this series. The characters are so dumb. The only character that has like any bit of characterization that's kind of interesting is like Aragetti. Because Corpy's whole thing is stupid. Her development makes no sense. Uh, Sabina is just one-dimensional until they want to make her god. And then Marie, yeah, she's on the same page as Aragetti. The characters just aren't really enjoyable, and, and they and they scuff a lot of the characters. Um, it's just, okay, whatever. Uh, the story itself is just dumb. Like, 
you know, sports, if you want to go with something like with the silly route where it's just like, oh, we have like random powers or whatnot, you know, how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? That's, I think, a good example where it's it's not technically sports. It's, it's you know, fitness and weightlifting and gym stuff. But it's like they get really silly at times. But the overall theme that they want to show is, hey, these are workout tips and we're going to have sort of that anime facade where we're going to do anime things like you know, it, it's a good example of that where it's like, yeah, there's a story, but the only story is established is that, you know, the main character wants to have a hot summer bod so she can go out to the beach or something like that. Like, okay, you know, it's not the most in-depth character thing, but it's something, you know, it makes her actions reasonable. But these characters, like, if Corpy was the main character and they established, hey, I want to be the best in the galaxy, episode one, cool, whatever. And she was more of a focal point, cool whatever but they don't Arigetti's the main character and her whole arc like wraps up in the first four episodes and there's nothing more they do with that so the characters are terrible the story's dumb it doesn't look good and it ended terribly like maybe there's gonna be a season two but seeing as this came out in 2018 and lasted for two months I don't think this is gonna have a second season so uh, I don't know it's just not good Maybe if you go in expecting a picture drama, which is what I see a lot of people saying that this is and what you should expect it to be, which, okay, fine, but that doesn't mean it's good. Just because it's a picture drama doesn't mean that it's good, you know? So, I, I fail to see this one being a, a, a very good recommendation or even, a, even an enjoyable watch because it's just awkward. Like, a lot of the, the bathroom jokes just aren't funny at all. Like, if you're going to have a character that their whole thing is, oh, no, I have to go to the bathroom at very inconvenient times, like, at least, at least make it funny and don't always show them on the toilet. Like, I don't know if there's a character who every time he wants to go fight, he just has to go to the bathroom really bad. Just, like, make that a funny thing that he says or she says, but, you know, make it a point to be a joke, you know. This doesn't feel like a joke. It, as, I, as I said, it feels as if it's supposed to be sort of a fetish or a kink where it's like, oh, I get off seeing people sitting on the toilet, I guess, which is just okay. It, it, it's awkward. It doesn't fit. Like, ugh, it's, it, it's weird. Um, and then obviously it gets, it gets very lewd at times. Not honestly a crazy amount. You'd, you'd sort of be surprised. Like, a lot of the characters don't really... Some of them have revealing outfits. Like, Arigetti, absolutely. Um, you know, she's got a very revealing outfit. She's got tan lines that are supposed to be evocative. Um, but it's really not that bad, except for, like, sometimes when they're just like, oh, Arigetti forgets her underwear. Why? Why is she forgetting her underwear? Like, if you're going to make a forgetful character, make them forget other things apart from their underwear. You know, because it's very clear that you're trying to make some weird pervy thing that's just not funny. I, I I don't... The humor doesn't land. The only times I laughed throughout the series was about how bad it was. Like, I would find myself laughing at some of the voice acting when it was just like, Oh, take this! And they are being so cheesy and it just did not look good. Nor sound good. Uh, it just... It, it leaves a very bad taste in your mouth because sometimes if a joke's supposed to be cringe, like they'll play it off as cringe or like there is some merit to it. But this one, there's just really not even any jokes. Like there's just no jokes to it. It's not supposed to be funny, which I mean, that's fine. Like, but if you're going to label yourself as like a, as like a sci-fi comedy, 
have comedy. Don't have your comedy be a ha ha. You see this hot girl? She's going poop. Like that's not funny at all. Uh, Cause I mean, heck, even with old SpongeBob, or if they made like a, or not even SpongeBob, but like some of the old cartoons where they'd make like a fart joke or a poop joke. At least there was a joke to it, you know. At least there was something funny relative to it. But in this one, it's just haha toilet. You know, it's 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 just crude and not in a good or tasteful way. It's just it's just bad. It's not good. Honestly, even though this series was rated higher on Mal than X Arm. I think this series is significantly worse than X-Arm. There's not many redeeming qualities to it at all, if any. Uh, the story is just abysmal. The pacing, the only thing I could give this series is that its pacing was fine. You know, like, it was really fast, but it didn't linger on things that didn't necessarily need to linger on. Like, a backstory was a full episode and it was three minutes. Okay, that's fine. You know... As opposed to, you know, some anime, they'll have, like, a backstory that's, like, an episode and a half, and it's, it's like, 37 minutes long, or they'll have a fight that drags out for 14 episodes. You know, at least it didn't suffer from that, but that that doesn't make up, like, I would rather have slower pacing and a really good story than a really terrible story with fast pacing. It just didn't, it didn't fit well at all with the universe and they didn't they didn't explain the powers they didn't explain the sports they didn't explain anything so it just made it unenjoyable to watch i'm so glad that it, that i that it was only three minutes per episode and really only two minutes for me because i watched it in 1.5 times speed as i said um because i seriously don't think i could have gotten through four full episodes of a show with this premise and animation it was so bad it was so bad seriously seriously lower than x arm uh it, it makes me almost want to go back and watch more x arm <laughs> i'm obviously not going to because uh you know I, I got i got some other shows that i'm gonna be watching uh which speaking of i'm gonna take a look at my anime list uh to see which one exactly is going to be uh is going to be coming up next uh, it got kind of weird because like I added them all in like chronologically when I saw them, but then the, the list sort of messed things up. So I have to go back and check. Yeah. So the next one that I'm going to be watching is not rated much better than this because lady Spo is 3.29 out of 10. And this one is 3.30. So it's literally 0 0.01 higher than this it has a couple it has a few uh, less scores uh this one lady spo has 34 62 scores um and forest fairy 5 which is the next one has 29 44 uh it has 13 episodes so i don't know how many i'm gonna watch but it doesn't look very interesting but it should be fun the one after after that one i am kind of excited for it's called poopa i'm assuming it's got 163,000 reviews which is a lot uh and it's apparently really terrible so i'm excited for that one but i'll be watching forest fairy 5 next i don't know if it's gonna be next week or the week after that who knows but anywho that is going to be it for this episode of On Air with Aaron, reviewing terrible, terrible animes. Seriously, there's really nothing redeeming to uh, to Lady Spo. It's not enjoyable. Maybe if you're a fan of picture dramas and really random and obscene poop jokes, sure, fine, go ahead. You know, I'll, I'll pray for you. Uh, 
but there's just not very much redeeming with it. I genuinely think this is worse than X-Arm, and I think it should be considered worse. <sighs> Gosh. But with that being said, that'll be it for this episode. Thank you guys all for stopping by, and I will catch you all in the next episode.